Welcome to the RLT Pivot Podcast, where each week we discuss a trading topic in a way that will provide encouragement, inspire growth, vanquish fears, offer solutions, and take you to the next level in your trading journey. So get ready as we dive in right now. Welcome back, everyone, to another RLT Pivot Podcast. My name is Tracy, and I am joined once again with my awesome co-host, Mr. Dan Jansen. How are you, sir? I'm doing terrific. How are you, Tracy? I am good. Good. The markets are friendly and just having fun, right? We had, we had a little dip there. Everybody was freaking out and then right back on bull tracks so far. But we'll see what happens. We'll see how the market plays out. Uh, September, roughly, usually a... a Difficult month in September. October is usually a little bit better. So leading into it, we'll see. We'll see if we get that reversal. There you or, go. Or not. But there you go. So what's our topic for today? So today we're going to be talking about the trading journals and knowing your numbers. So when I I think on a couple of bases is when we're talking about the trading journal, people people number one they'll they'll run to look to see how to trade, what to trade where to play stops, all the fundamentals, they're looking for patterns, but something that gets neglected, and I think it's it's an extremely important part of trading would be the trading journal. Um, do, you, do you personally have a trading journal? How often do you, do you update it? How often do you look at it? <laughs> I sure do. Let's first of all, let's explain what a trading journal is. So a trading journal is, uh, it's a place that you can track your trades. Ideally, that's what it is. And yes, I have a trading journal. I created my own trading journal using Excel originally, and now I use Google Sheets. And uh, I, I look at it every single time I make a trade. So it's up. It's always up. When I am making my trade, I'm entering in in all of the details as I need to. So I typically will set up my trade on the chart, enter the trade in my broker, and then I, then I put in all the data inside of my trading journal. That's my process. Um, but we can talk a little bit more about what's in my trading journal. But how about you? Do you use a trading journal, and how often do you? I do. I, I'm on the same same system you are, as far as um, I, I just like. I pretty much like anything Google Docs because everything's just stored in the cloud. You could go to any computer. You could be traveling halfway around the world. You can still pull it up. Your it's just easy. It's there. You don't have to worry about it. Think about it. So I, I'm I'm using uh, Google. Uh, I think it's called Google Excel or something. Google spreadsheets. But I, I'm using the same thing. And same thing, every single day that that sheet is up for me. And to me, it's important. Like I said, it's one of it's going to be one of the most important tools that you have because no matter what you do, if you're not able to track your progress and be able to to see the progression of how you're trading, how are you ever going to change some of the trades that you're making? If you if you're just repeating the same thing over and over again, and it's not working, and and you're you're able to look at your trading journal, you're like, okay, well, yeah, I had a win, but I had 50 losses prior to that. That's not gonna that's not gonna bode well for your for your P and L at the end of the year. So I think it's extremely important to to understand what you what you are trading, why you're trading it, and and even the emotional process through that trade, because that's all things that's gonna come in to factor at some other future point, probably relatively soon if you're if you're trading off your trading plan. And it's important to know how you handled it last time, what's the success rate of that of that plan is and then be able to 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 move from there what why do you uh, in your opinion why do you think the trading journal for you is is so important well number one i run a business 
right? I, I treat trading as if it's a business and having a trading journal is a, it's a record that I have control over uh, about what I've actually done. So if there's any discrepancies, first of all, with my broker, or if there's any discrepancies for tax purposes, I have something that I can go to and say, hey, this is what I did. This, and I, I can explain it. That's number one. Number two, I track a whole bunch of different data in my trading journal. And as you just mentioned, that data can be utilized to help fine tune your trades, eliminate trades, find out where you need to work on, find out what you don't need to work on. Um, knows It gives you kind of a benchmark to, to go off of. And it, it's rather personal. I think the trading journal is quite personal as far as what kind of information you collect in it. I love data. I love knowing the data and the statistics around it because I think this is really a numbers game. I think trading is a numbers game. And the more information I have on a statistics perspective helps me create systems and and setups that are high probability success rates, right? Um, what are some of the key components that you think are vital in your trading plan or sorry, your trading journal? Yeah, absolutely. So, so the way I have mine laid out, first I have in there a spot for the ticker. So I know what I traded. Uh, the other, the other key, key piece, which is usually at the top of my Google Excel spreadsheets, it just always stays there is the actual formula for me to understand how to quickly determine my, my, how many shares that I'm taking on something. So this way I can put in my entry, my stop automatically calculates how many shares that I'll need based on my, my certain risk unit that I'm willing to, to risk on that trade. So that always stays there. Um, and that also encouraged me to keep that trade journal open because anytime I get into a trade, I want to make sure that I'm getting the right amount of shares. So I make sure that's in there and then I'll I'll put down getting in DraftKings uh, price XYZ, stop XYZ. And then I'll have a certain spot for um, obviously how, which, which targets I took out. So took partials here, took partials here. Um, and then one of the key factors that to me is extremely important is the description. So I'm I'm taking a I'm putting down why I'm taking it like what what type of move is it is it fade is it gap um, what was the sentiment on it and then I have a column which I don't think a lot of people have this column I don't know if they do but um, when I was talking to to Thomas Wong it was something that he brought up and I was like this is a, this is a terrific idea is is kind of the emotions you felt during that trade so were you almost getting stopped out how did you feel during it uh, what kept you into a trade. Uh, what kept you to, from from trying to what what allowed you to move your your targets on the trade things like that, so so that vital piece of information, to me is one of the most important parts because I have a human brain right humans humans forget things I could look back at a trade and be like oh great Tesla I made two R's on, and to me that's just a number but if I'm able to describe the process during that. And I could articulate that and go back and actually be like, yeah, no, okay, I, I actually remember that. This is the same situation I was in last time. It, it allows me to to adjust my, not so much the trade, but the emotional risk to myself as to over aggressively moving a stop or um, trying to to shoot for the moon and just raise the targets and things like that. So that description column to me is is extremely valuable because I, I could look at numbers and I think we could all look at numbers, but if you don't have a way to interpret what those numbers actually mean or why you're looking at them, then at the end of the day, they're just numbers. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. Now I use 
two different types of journals because I use a digital journal, which is my Google Sheets. That's got a spreadsheet on it where I, I enter in all my data and I calculate, but I also keep a book beside my desk. And that's where I write what you're talking about, the description. So I go through you know, my pre-market analysis. I'll write down what my thoughts are, what, 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 was, what was my analysis on the gap if I'm looking at a gap or what am I, you know, what are my plans? What, what levels am I looking at? I put all that in there what I'm thinking, and then any th thoughts afterwards, or I annotate my chart. And at the end of my journal, my digital journal, I have a spot where I can put my pre-market chart. And I have my, uh, another column that allows me to put the post trade chart. So the completed chart, how did it look after the trade was completed? So I can annotate that chart and have all that information on there at the time pinpoint exact exact price points or turn turning points or you know the history of how I actually managed the trade can all be on that chart or it's in my journal my paper journal that I can go back to and I keep all my books on a shelf and I can go back to them for back trading and all sorts of stuff and that's that component that you just spoke about I think is extremely helpful when you're back trading in fact because when you're trying to back trade it's really good to go back and see okay well when you saw that gap, what were you thinking originally about that gap? And see if things have changed, if you've been able to improve your interpretation skills, if you've, it gives you that benchmark of where you've started and where you are right now. And that can allow an opportunity for you to recognize your growth that you normally wouldn't see as a trader, right? All right. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think a lot of, a lot of trading is becoming the robot. Right. If you could become the robot, you see that certain setup that you like, you see because of either this indicator or this volume or or this type of pattern or whatever the case is, if you see that pattern and just could click the button and take all emotions out of it. So I think by by writing down the actual emotions, you're you're focusing on the emotions enough to know like, okay, this trade could have worked, but I moved my stops. Right. So you're you're you are harping on the emotional part of it when you, you shouldn't have emotions when trading. But for me, that that re, for me to review the emotions that I went through allows me to to see that same setup, understand that I had emotions that played into it, whether that led to a win or a loss. And I could now just be like, it, it kind of reminds me just to, to stop getting stop getting attached to the money get attached to the chart and then just be able to to work on the actual trade as opposed to anything that could come positive or delta from from that actual setup i'll tell you one of the things that i really really like about what you're saying right now and by you doing that very exercise of annotating your emotions during a trade right off the bat you are automatically making your system aware of your emotions, which inevitably will make you better at controlling your emotions and subduing those emotions versus letting them have control. So the minute that you make an active, an active intention to record them, you're bringing them to the surface and saying, Hey, you don't have control over me. You've already improved your trading right there just by doing that. Yep. Right. So then there's the additional growth that you can get from that and, and all sorts of different things and building your, you know, systems around not trading under certain emotions or recognizing that, but right off the bat by you even documenting your emotions is putting you in a better trading mind mindset. So I, I really like, 
you're you're going to have the emotions either way. Like the the emotions, it's a it's a subconscious being inside of you. No matter what you do, the emotions are there. Whether it's trading, whether it's anything else, you you're gonna feel a certain way. But by bringing that to the forefront of like this is how I felt. Again, it could be negative emotions. It could be positive, like "Hey, I'm winning." It's all that. That's all emotions. But just by, like you said, by recognizing that there's emotions, you understand that how to stay away from them, right? How to how to de- detach yourself from those emotions because you're not supposed to have the emotions in the first place, right? You're supposed to you're supposed to be like entry here. Here's my plan. I'm going to take this stop. I'm going to take this target. I'm going to take a partial over here. That's my plan. How many times? Do we get into trades that we have that plan and by us either moving a stop or by us moving um, a target or, or doing something else that was not part of the original plan, we end up either getting stopped out or we take a loss and you look back at that trade, you go to review it and you say, you know what, if I just put my entry in my stop, I didn't touch anything and just walked away from the computer. This would have been a successful trade, but why did we move it? It's because we, we had some kind of thought of, well, I don't want to lose any more money. I don't have to lose money. And obviously, if you have stops in place or if you in your plan, you have the ability to move stops at certain points or um, certain pivots or something certain like that, and you do it and you follow the plan, that's that's different. That's that's fine. But if you're going, OK, that candle's getting a, a little bit too big in in my direction or, or against me. And now I need to to move my stops because I don't want to lose or I don't I I. I it's moving so quick. Let me try to get a, a bigger profit or something like that. And then that trade goes against you where if you played it out according to the original plan you had that that trade would possibly work out a lot better. And it happens over and over again. So I got for me personally, the, the reason why I thought it was such a great idea to add the description column is because I was my own worst enemy. I was, I was literally sitting there getting into trades. I would, I would still be following the plan based off of certain pivots, but but not really, right? So I was I was just over maybe just too quickly or or whatever the case was. And the reason I was doing that wasn't because of the charts. For the most part, it was it was more because of the emotions of I I don't want to lose or I need to lock in gains early or whatever the case was. And then if you you watch that chart later, you're like, wow, I, I had it right the entire time. I just had to not step on my own feet, and that would have been a successful trade. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I agree. Now, do you because I, I track the time of day I take the trade as well. Do you do that? Um, I don't know. I, I should probably add that because it's essential. Yeah. I, I can, I can see the value in it. It's just not on my, my sheet. Gotcha. Now I don't track the exact time. I track whether or not it's an afternoon or a morning trade. Yep. And I have found great value in that because when I started out as a trader, uh, having this kind of information, I was able to recognize that, all right, First thing in the morning, I don't trade very well. I'm losing bigger amounts and I'm always starting in the red. And then I have to work out of a hole. I might as well just wait until later on and trade in the afternoon or vice versa. I don't trade very well in the afternoon, but I need to just not take any trades once I'm done. If I'm not done by noon, don't bother taking any trades because they don't work out very well, whatever it might be. And I found that to be extremely valuable information. So I do have a column in in mine that just says morning or afternoon trade and that I specify anything after lunch Eastern is an afternoon trade and everything before lunch is a morning trade. And that makes things significantly better, I think, for me. Now, the other thing that I track is also 
the type of trade that I take. So I think you mentioned it a little bit more. You mentioned bias and you mentioned whether it, you know, the condition of the market, is it a fade or is it a gap up? I also have um, individual setups. So I've given my setups a name. And when I utilize that setup, I select it in my column so I know which setup I used. And then I have a search capability in my trading journal that allows me to select that particular setup and I can see the performance of that setup. That gives me the ability to go through regularly and say, okay, is this setup really working for me right now? Is it not working for me right now? Maybe I need to shelve it right now because it's not working well in a bear market, or maybe it works really well in a neutral market, but not in a bullish market. Maybe it works really well in a bearish market, whatever it might be. And I can start to gain information based on that. And I can start to, I can start to manipulate when I use my strategies and when I don't use those strategies. Or if it's just a poor strategy to begin with and it's no longer working, I can scrap it all together and say, okay, I'm not using that anymore. Right. I, I like that a lot. So with that's and it's a it's it's a common common thing again where you could have a whole bunch of success, successful trades in a row, right? Based on one certain strategy that you're doing, and then all of a sudden you're you're taking five, six, seven trades, same exact setup, and it doesn't work, right? And now you did nothing different. You're still taking the same same type of setup, and and a lot of people will will tend to do this where they go out, they're like, yeah, this setup's not working anymore. They inherently they're like. It was working before. Now it's not working. Whatever the case, and typically, a lot of times they rather search for a brand new type of setup, and they never come back to that old setup, or they'll come back very rare to that setup, because it's it's just one of those things where it's like I I need my my plan wasn't working. I need to find something new that's going to work. I need I need a more guaranteed in the market, and it has nothing to do with the actual trade itself. It has to do with the like you said the market condition, right? So sometimes. Maybe in that bullish market, every single trade he was taking on that certain setup was working because everything was going up and he was taking bullish trades based on retests or, or whatever the case. So, and then when we start entering into just a sideways trading market, your success rate's going down. We start to get into a bearish. You're like, nah, the setup's not working. I need something else. And then once we go back into that bullish setup again, where that would be a, a setup that would work over and over again. At that point, you're you're just so past that that setup. You're still constantly because now all your bear setups that might have been working is not working. Now you're going out finding something new or changing things. But I, I like that because at least at this point, you're able to now look at that trading journal and just be like, all right, well, that that setup was working in this condition of a market, and we're back to that condition. So why not go back to the process that worked, as opposed to just reinventing the wheel and trying to develop a new a new system and a new task that is unproven. So I, I like I like how you you have that actually laid out. That that's pretty pretty valued education. I have one more little tracking feature of my trading journal that I have. I have my watch list. So it's about fifty stocks that I have in the top corner of my my uh, trading journal, and I track my performance on each of those stocks. So now I can search by stock as well and see how well that stock is working. I can see it actually at the top of my journal. It'll have a either a green number for positive or red number for negative if I'm losing on that overall, okay, since the beginning of the year. But when I put in that ticker in my search functionality, I can also search it with the strategy that I'm using or the strat individual strategies. So I can see, okay, this particular strategy works really, really good on AMD, but it doesn't work on anything else. 
all right, well, I'm only going to use this strategy on AMD. This strategy here is working on all the tech stocks, but it doesn't work on any of the consumables. All right, well, I, I won't use it there, right? I, I can start to really fine tune my trading, my trading plan, my trading styles, everything to do with my trading based on the information that I get with a click of a button. And that to me is just vital, vital, important information. And then I also keep track of, because I start out 10 times my R at the beginning of the year for each of my tickers that I like to trade. So everything that's in my watch list starts with whatever my R is, multiply it by 10. I start with a balance in that account. If I drop below, if I drop 10 R, if I lose 10 complete R on that particular ticker, I'm not trading it ever again. Done. But usually if I hit like two or three R down, I'm going to take a, a break from trading it for a while. I've never, ever gotten below five R on it ever. I've never lost more than five R on a You're ticker. A of a trader, that's why. So, <laughs> well, it, it, it comes from those types of rules, right? I take a yeah. break. I don't, I, I give myself enough time to get de detached from it instead of being emotional and 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 uh wanting to revenge or have that feeling of i need to get it back or whatever it might be i i separate myself long enough that i can rationally trade versus emotionally trade and i do that by recognizing where my limits are on those stocks and i i do that by having the actual number there it's i mean because you keep a mental you keep a mental track of what's happened. Oh yeah, last time I traded that, it, it didn't work out very well. And we we keep the most recent memories are there, but it's not necessarily the overall performance. And that overall performance can temper your attitude towards something, or it can also reinforce whatever you're feeling and say, hey, yeah, you need to take a break, right? Yeah. Well, in worst case, it just pushes reality in your face because those numbers are not going to lie to you. So no matter no matter how you feel, and, and you you could be internally lying, knowing it or not to yourself, like, oh man, I'm the best trader of Roblox ever because my last four trades worked. And then you're looking at the overall numbers in that book, you're like, nah, I'm like a 40% trade, 40% trader on it, like overall, but I've just been on a good streak. So I, I like that because again, the numbers don't lie, right? We we could make excuses, we could come up with different scenarios as to to why. Um, we're trying to get into something, but when we could look back, like how you're doing it with the individual stocks, um, that that does take the extra effort and just the the overall extra step to to really go back to record each individual stock, like how you're doing. Is there a way that you do it? To, are you manually just entering it in? Like, okay, I just traded Square, so um, I'm. That's one of my fifty. I need to record it under this this ticker, or is it an automatic? Somehow you you came up with that genius code that I probably think you did. It's automatic. <laughs> automatic. Look at that. It's automatic. That's that's the way to do it. Yeah, it's yeah. automatic. And nice. then, in addition, uh, so do you separate out your swing trades from your day trades on your journal? Do you have two separate? I do. Yep. So I have a, a swing trade and a day trade journal. Yeah, and I don't. So what I do is I have a I have a day trade. Well, I have. Uh, it, in my category, I break it out for morning, afternoon, or swing. So if it's a morning or afternoon, I know it's a day trade. If it's a swing, it's a swing. And then my R is calculated. I have it separated either total R, year to date, total R for the month, day trade R for the month, swing trade R for the month. So it calculates all of that and it puts it up at the top of my journal so I have access to that at any given time so I know where I'm at. Um, and that's 
pretty much it. My swings do not get calculated for an R until I close the position completely. Even if I take a partial, I don't count that until I completely close the position and then it's done. So that's... See, I, I like having the the day trade sheet and the it's it, all it is for me is relatively the sheets are set up exactly the same. But for me, I like to, to see the day trade versus swing trade, right? Um, some markets lend itself better to swing trades than it might day trades on certain days or cer- certain months even or cycles or whatever the case. But um, I, I like to see because you're you're getting you're getting on a day trade everything happens so quickly which in one sense is good but also very bad so on a swing trade you're you're stretching out that emotional feeling like you have a lot more time to dig deep into yourself and be like i don't know if i should be doing this or all right if it breaks here maybe i'll just move it here whatever the case is and i found that i think differently short term than than a little longer on a swing trade so i i like to know how my swing trades are, how my day trades are, because how my emotional aspect in each trade tends to be a lot different. Again, I am my own worst enemy. I know that. And the more time I have to sit and stew and think of like, if I should do this or not do it, that, that eats deeper at me where I'm more convinced. I start convincing myself to make other moves outside of the plan or, or at least feel a different way in a worst case scenario. So those, how, how I think on a very short-term basis for me is just, I don't know, maybe I'm a weirdo, but it is, it's, it's very different on a, a longer term basis as well. So um, I, I like to kind of separate that and understand like how I'm thinking in the different time frames because that, that affects my, my certain trades that I'm getting into as well. So I just like to break it down for me. It just, it makes it simpler where I want to see like, okay, my day trades are going good, but my swing trades are not. Yep. And I get Why? it. My, my journal breaks it all out for me. It breaks it out at the top. The bottom part is just my log. Right. So I just log my entries, but my top part tells me what my current swing trade is, tells me how many trades I have opened. It tells me, um, it, it tells me everything that I need to know. Right. So, um, I'm, I'm thrilled with that. I think there is for, for some other people out there too, because obviously, I mean, you're, you're like Steve jobs of Excel spreadsheets, but uh, for for other people that that don't know, um, I, and I I don't know, maybe you do off the top of your head, but there is some journaling software out there that might be of use to people. What's that? I was going to ask you about that. I know that there are some software out there that you can connect to that will automatically bring in the information from your broker. I don't know which ones they are, and I don't have any experience using them. Have you? No, I've never used those either. I, I, I've been an Excel spreadsheet person from from ever. I, I, I'm decent. I'm pretty decent at Excel spreadsheet. I know what I'm doing, not to the extent that that you're setting it up with. I mean, you're you're on next level. But um, some of the I've I've heard, and obviously when you're using the the software, some are uh, pay up front and you're good. Some are are monthly. I think most of them you're paying some kind of subscription at some point. Um, and some are features that come with other products. I do know that again, which ones are out there. I don't, I don't specifically know. I know there's a couple, there's definitely a couple out there, um, that I, I don't know enough about or use to, to say this works or doesn't work, or I would endorse this one or not, but I, I know they're out there. So if, if you guys are listening to the podcast, you, you can go online, Google, if you don't want to do the Excel spreadsheet or just don't have the know-how or the time or whatever the case, you, you can do that. Um, or obviously people in the real life trading group, you guys can go on to, or even if you're not in the group, we, we do have free sample journals right on our dashboard that you can go on and download a sample journal just to at least worst case, give yourself a starting place for the journal. 
I also give mine away to my mentor groups. You're incredible. I need to sign up. I, I, <laughs> I've been on the Pivot Podcast for how long? You won't give me one? <laughs> I'll give you one. I'll hook you up. <laughs> um, now, the last thing I want to talk about is uh, not knowing your number. So first of all, do you use your journal for back trading? I, I don't bet I don't use it for yes and no. That's a loaded question. So I, I'll actually have a separate journal. It's exactly the same thing for my back trades. I won't obviously put the back trades on a live journal because I don't want to mess up the real actual numbers. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I will refer to the live journal when I'm back trading. So like if I'm getting into a certain stock, let's say a square, if I'm looking to back trade on square, I want to go to the journal just to see um, other times I've traded square again what just kind of going through the, the process as if it was a live trade so i want to know where i stand with with square with that type of setup um so i'll refer to the live journal but i'm gonna i'm gonna document it on a separate identical journal yeah and i have a i have a separate journal i actually have a separate tab inside of my journal so the workbook i have a separate tab that's for back trading and i i'll delete what's in that back trading journal because i'll i'll I don't, I don't keep a, I don't keep it going for a long period of time. What I'll do is I'll back trade for three to six months for practice or I'll back trade a new system. But the whole point that I'm looking for is I'm looking to know my numbers and what my win loss ratio is, what my win percentage is, what my average R loss and my average gain R is, as well as the performance of my um, strategy. So if I'm testing out a brand new strategy, I'm going to back trade it. I'm going to get all the data I have before I even go live. And that gives me a benchmark to know that, Hey, okay, this strategy that I'm just trying out over the last three months, it yielded me a, an average of 15 R a month. So now I go live with it. And all of a sudden I'm only getting two R a month. I know right off the bat that I'm doing something probably wrong. Something's changed from the minute that I've gone from back trading to going live, something has changed. Most likely, it is not the market. The market doesn't change that fast. It's probably with me. How, so, how long for you does it take to determine that something is wrong? Because you could get, you could do back trading, and you know it's fifteen hours, but you might come in with a, a streak that is, you know, maybe the first five you you lose on just because of whatever changed. How how long do you typically sit in that process to to until you say like, okay, I'm doing something wrong? It would probably be a week, week and a half, maybe two, because okay. I, I, I would already know with my back trading, I know what, and this is the nice thing about logging your trades. I know what the losing streak would be on it. So let's say that when I back traded it, I only had four consistent trades in a row where I had losses and then it was a win again, or that was the maximum loss. Maybe it's only every two or, or you'd go two losses in a row, then you have a win, then two losses in a row, then you have a win, or two losses and three wins, whatever it might be, but you get the rhythm. You can see what the pattern is. And then all of a sudden you start live. Now you're getting lower R and it's loss, 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 loss. It exceeds the pattern. It breaks the pattern that you've already established from the prior three months of back trading. You have something to go on. And, and that's very different than sticking to your rules, going live, hitting that performance meeting that performance and then all of a sudden it peters out and it's something something changed that's most likely going to be the market changing not you so i find that to be a really 
key component in helping traders figure out what's going on because it, it helps direct the right questions, right? So we are running out of time, but one other question about it, which I think is important um, for for traders. When you have your journal, how long, like every year, do you start a fresh journal and you you archive the the previous or is it a one one continuous long log of trades? No. So you want to hear what I do? Okay. I have, like I said, a trading book. It's a, it's an ex, a Google Sheets book. So I've got different tabs, which have different sheets in it. And my first tab is my overall performance and it compares year over year. So what I do is I take my year chart, I transfer it to, like right now it's 2021. So that journal will be converted to 2021. I'll start a brand new journal for 2022. That 2021 data goes into my previous year. It automatically gets pulled from my journal, goes into my previous year tab, and my new, my new journal is going to be calculated. And I can see my performance based off of last year, month that's over all. month, week after week. So I, that's what I do. And I have an overall performance tab at the beginning of my journal that gives me kind of a quick overview on how I'm doing. It's just like you're you're like I said, you have a business. When you get your balance sheets and your your financial statements, there's a a year over year comparison to see how you're doing year over year, right? Yeah, hundred so percent. I, I think that's a point that that a lot of people just um, either neglect or just don't take too seriously. Like this is an actual business for something. Like it, it's fun. It's um, I mean, there's element of gamble to to everything because you're playing probabilities and and all that stuff. But um, some people just get caught away in it and they're like, I just need to make a million dollars or I need to do this, this, this. But if you and that's fine. I mean, if a person wants to come in, I'm not going to tell them how to spend their money or or how to how they should be trading if that's just they're set on that style. But if you want to be a profitable, consistent, consistent trader where you're you're pulling out profits every week, month, year, whatever the case, and be able to do this professionally without having a secondary income or you know just to be able to do this full time, that those are really important steps to to be able to log it as if this is your business because it is. This is your financial future. This is something that you would take just as seriously as opening up any retail store or online business or anything like that. You have to know those numbers. So I think that's extremely important. Yeah. And just but, to, just the last thing, I just want to make a note because people are going to say, well, you're building your account is becoming more. How can you compare year over year? I'm comparing percentages. I'm not comparing right. dollar amounts. Now my, my R may be different every year because I'm becoming better, but my performance is still based off of percentages and the performance is what I'm looking at, not necessarily the dollar value. I'll know what the dollar value is because I'm, I'm either seeing green in my accounts or I'm seeing red in my accounts. It's one of the two, but the performance is what I'm, I'm curious. If I'm gaining, you know, 22% or 54% or 175% year over year versus a loss, right? So just wanted to clarify that. This has been a great conversation. We'll have to do this again. Take we it will. home. And we will next week. All you guys, thank you every single one of you for tuning in each and every week to the Pivot Podcast. We really, really do truly appreciate you. Check out reallifetrading.com for uh, all of the different free education. And you can go on there to, to download a free sample journal. And like I said, at least it gives you a start. A starting place is is much better than just trying to figure it out from the beginning. So um, you can go there, just use it as it is, customize it. It's completely up to you, uh, whatever feels right. But again, appreciate you guys tuning in. Tracy, thanks for joining me once again on this Pivot Podcast. Awesome. And I cannot wait to record next week. 